Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 141 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is Tarot for Creative Inspiration. And my special guest is the artist Michelle Sakai. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, I am very, very intrigued with the work that you're doing. I mean, you have an exhibition coming up really soon called the Arcana Series, and it's Interpretations of the Tarot. And it looks so amazing. I peeked at your site. The the images are stunning. So, of course, I want to know, how did the tarot inspire you to create this series? How did this come about? So I've been um, on the spiritual path for many, many years now, and, and tarot kind of came into my life uh, maybe about 10 years ago when I was first introduced to the Mother Peace cards. And um, it just, and here and there, I, w- I would, you know, I was always attracted to them, all different, not just those cards, but all kinds of cards and even affirmation cards, angel cards. Um, and, you know, I think about the Rider deck, I often felt like I wanted to update these cards and bring in my own feeling and, and inspiration. And, um, you know, also we have changed so much, cultures changed and just kind of bring these cards into 2019. <laughs> um, and, and you know, there's a million ways to interpret these cards. And so for me, it was just about being authentic to me and um, the energy, you know, bringing in the essence of the card to each painting. So it wasn't so much about, you know, the symbolic translation, although some of the cards do have these symbolic imagery um, transferred over, but or you know pieces of it, but um, generally speaking, they're they're all abstract expressionist work, and uh, I was just working very intuitively to create them. And they took me a year because um, you know I felt I created the the paintings when I was actually going through each card, and so there's 22 Arcana cards and there's 22 paintings, um, and they will be exhibited at the Madeline Jordan Gallery September 6th at 6 p.m. Awesome. So I want to I want to understand your process. I mean, what I mean is, did you like take out the tarot card and meditate on it or did you have it where you were looking at it? Did you look at lots of different tarot cards? I mean, how's your process for working with the tarot as inspiration? So they were mainly um it was mainly the rider deck that I was translating from. Um, however, I was going through each card in, you know, myself in life, and it was kind of uh, it, the key cards were really what I was experiencing firsthand, and that's why I feel it was very authentic and organic um, because the process, you know, it was it was truly what I was, you know, feeling and um, experiencing. Right on. So, um, you know, how would you advise, let's say there's other creatives like yourself, that maybe they want to use tarot 
to inspire them, what would be some ways they could do that? I mean, obviously you were like living the tarot and using that as inspiration. What are other ways people might use it in their creative work? Well, um, so I believe everything's energy, right? And, and these cards hold so much energy and um, just familiarizing yourself with the cards if, I mean, if you wanted to use the cards as inspiration, just really familiarizing yourself with them. And um, to me, I mean, they speak to me, they really do. And I was drawn to them. So, and some decks more than others. And I think just, you know, um, learning about the cards and then feeling them, and, you know, I work intuitively. So, mm -hmm. and and to just kind of, play around with it and be very open to, you might be surprised as to what imagery comes to you. Right, well, you know, I like to work with it for writing because I'm a writer and of course I write about tarot, but sometimes if I'm like blocked and I'm really stuck, I might pull a card and base a story mm -hmm. around that. And I think, you're, you know, kind of what you're saying is that people could do this also, if they're feeling blocked creatively, maybe pull a card and dig in and see what comes up. Absolutely. And I think, and, and, you know, if you're not so familiar with the cards and you just look up the translations and, um, and that, you know, it could, it could be different for anyone that pulls it, right? It could had a, it had a significant, that card could have given you a certain message and someone else a different one, you know, even if it's the same card. So it kind of depends on how you relate to it and what is happening in your life and, and how you connect with these cards. And that is a great idea. Um, and I do that in my daily life practice. And um, and it's okay if, if also, if something totally different pops up, right? Like there isn't a, you know, it's not a clear right or wrong, black and white path, and each card can have a million different interpretations. So um, I think just not being, you know, being very open mm -hmm. about it and not having any expectations. I love be that. Because I think people, when they get a tarot reading too, they come in with a lot of expectations. Absolutely. So what you're talking about then for art, for creative inspiration, you really do have to come into it with an open mind and not get hung up on the so-called standard interpretations when you're painting or creating. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when you let go of idea, you know, I let go, you know, being a painter, um, coming into something thinking I have to make something beautiful, right? Okay. Um, we're just like, I'm just here making whatever is natural for me and what comes out authentically for me. It's not, so the focus isn't so much also the end result, but the process of it. So I gain a lot from my creative practice and, and the process of painting. And the, the painting itself is secondary for me. And um, I think it's the same with tarot. If you are thinking more energetically of the, you know, and the experience of it rather than, you know, the imagery or the meaning in the end to you, it's, you know, then you can kind of, I think, loosen up a little bit and also loosen the expectation. I love that. So which was the hardest card for you to paint? You know, because everybody's got their, their, their cards they like or don't like, but yes. I'm thinking from yes. a creative perspective, which yes. one was the most challenging? That's a great question. Um, I think um, they were all 
so in terms of creativity, um, I mean, every, every card I was like, wow, I have like 500 images in my head or ways that, that this can come about. Um, and like, I always work, I don't have, I literally just approach the canvas and just go. I, I don't, I don't really, it's like one stroke then affects the other stroke and then that continues on and then it, it makes something. It's not like I have this picture in my head of, okay, the line, you know, it's gonna be dark dark on the bottom and light on the top and it's gonna be these strokes. You know, I don't have any of that. It's just literally what, um, you know, I just take it moment to moment. So, but I have to say probably just because I knew I was making this for the public, <laughs> but probably the devil card because I had so many people say, oh my God, you know, and if you're not familiar with tarot, that might be a turnoff. Um, but again, there's so much beauty in every card and, you know, even the death card. And um, that might've been my favorite to create. Um, but that, that was just a challenge in terms of how can I make this? So, you know, people are still attracted to it and open to it you know, and not thinking of it negatively. Right, right. So they can see the wisdom in the card or the wisdom mm -hmm. in the painting and the beauty in the painting. You know, it's really mm -hmm. interesting when you're describing this, how you're, you're going into it with so much openness. You know, as a tarot reader, I've been reading for many, many years. Um, I always go into every reading total blank slate. Mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. the same thing like having a blank canvas. It's almost Absolutely. the same process, you know. And mm -hmm. when you're doing a tarot reading, it's not just the queen of pentacles is this, the four of cups is this. We have to look at how they go together, what's coming up, what it's conjuring. So mm -hmm. it's really interesting when you tell me about your process, because that really is pretty much the same process for reading the cards. So they kind mm -hmm. of mirror each other. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I, it is a reflection of, of myself, literally, when I'm creating yeah. these things. And um, I think also coming into it very, you know, like childlike and not, uh, and and thinking it's your first time mm -hmm. always is very is helpful for me, and um, that kind of helps in the process of just it could you know sky's the limit and you can make anything and there isn't really a right or wrong right like you can't mess up if you're a kid drawing and that kind of you know having that innocence to it um, I feel also um, gives the expansion in the work. Absolutely. You know, oftentimes when people have been like reading for a long time, they get what I call bad tarot habits, where they go into it with, again, preconceived notions and yeah. having a beginner's mind for every reading that you do. It's, again, the same thing like what we're talking about here. You really do have to go into your painting work with a real complete openness, not a preconceived thing. And I, I really mm -hmm. love the way you describe that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's why for anyone making it, you know, it's like you don't have to uh, worry so much about how you you know is this right or is this wrong it's just you know the cards the cards hold so much so um it's a long process and even if you know as long as you're being true to yourself then then you can't go wrong do you are there any decks in your opinion that you think are better for creative prompts than others or is this just a matter of personal choice I think it's totally personal. You know, we all have different tastes and different things we're drawn to. Um, you know, I have friends who really like, um, you know, certain certain cards, certain authors, and I'm drawn to others. And 
there isn't really a right or wrong. It's, it's, it's really, it's art and it's whatever, you know, we all have different tastes in art. Some like more figurative, some like more non-figurative or abstract and um, landscapes. I mean, people have all different tastes though. It's the same with the cars, I, I, I believe. Oh yeah, no, you're actually totally right. One of the things I always say to people and say, well, what deck do I use? I, I'm always like, yeah, well, you can go to the, with the Rider Waite Smith deck, it's a classic, but you really mm-hmm. have to have a deck that you enjoy looking at. It's kind of like exactly. a lover. You yes. want a lover that you enjoy looking at. You want yes. something that is pleasing to the eye, something that inspires you. And for some people, it might be the Rider Waite Smith deck. For other people, you know, maybe it is the Cosmic Tarot deck. There's, and there's so many decks out there now that I think every artist, if they want to use the tarot for inspiration, they've got so much more to work with now than back in the day when I first started reading, yeah. there weren't that many decks. So, I mean, this is a, a wonderful market for artists. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so too. I totally agree with you. So speaking of artists, um, tell me about your exhibition. I mean, you mentioned it briefly, but when is it? Where is it? Where can people see it? Um, tell me all about it. What's going on so, with this? So, um, it, yeah, it'll be the first time that all the paintings are in the same room. So the Arcana series will be all together. Um, at Madeline Jordan Gallery in Scarlsdale. And it's right in the downtown uh, area of Scarlsdale on Popham Road. And the opening is uh, September, I'm sorry, <laughs> September 6th from 6, from 6 to 8 p.m. But the show will be up for about a month and we're having a lecture on September 21st where I'll be speaking and that's from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. And we're also going to have a reader. So that'll be really fun. Yeah. (laughs) That's totally exciting. And this is in New York, correct? Yes, New York, just 30 minutes outside the city. So not that far. And again, it's right at the train station. So it's two minute walk from the train station. And September 21st is the talk and September 6th is the opening. Beautiful. And for people who are listening to this, just in case you're listening to this a few years later, this is 2019 that we're talking about this exhibit. So I just want to make sure I make that little note in there. And so lastly, Michelle, you know, where can people also find you and learn more about your work and more about your major arcana series? Thank you. Um, So my website is michellesakai.com and my Instagram is michellesakaiart. And you could also shoot me an email at info at michellesakai.com. Wonderful. Well, I think it's really, I think you've created just a, an incredibly brilliant uh, series. I, I love art. And as soon as Thank I saw you. it, I'm like, oh my God, I have to find out how this inspired <laughs> you. So I'm really pleased that you were able to make the time to talk with me. Thank today. you so much. No, thank you. And I think, you know, for other artists who are listening, you know, go check out Michelle's work. Um, Grab a tarot deck, see what it's going to do for you. You might really get inspired too to do something very different, very interesting. And again, Michelle, thank you so much. Happy to be here. Thank you. All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, tarot for troubled times, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. That is a mouthful. I'd also like to mention that if you want to learn how to read tarot directly with me, 
come away to Tuscany, the birthplace of tarot, to learn anew or to deepen your knowledge at the Tuscany Tarot Intensive. This is a five-day total tarot immersion from May 10th through the 16th, 2020. There's going to be all kinds of other cool things that we're doing, including guided meditations. There's a spa, pasta making class, lots and lots of stuff, including wine. So get the details and sign up at radiantjane.com. And I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And hey, if you're digging this podcast, do me a little favor. Go on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that's going to help more tarot curious people and maybe some artists find their way to this little podcast. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that because nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.